0: Welcome to the Light Reading Podcast. I'm Kelsey Zeiser. I'm an editor at Light Reading.
1: And I'm Phil Harvey. I'm also an editor at Light Reading. Good to see you, Phil. Good to see you as well, Kelsey. How's things going?
0: Pretty good. Um, so today on the podcast, we had Adam McKenzie on. He's a senior analyst with Amdea, and he was uh, giving us some insight into a recent report about Telco OPEX. Uh, so we talked to him about, uh, you know, a number of factors that are contributing to, uh, higher, um, operational costs for, uh, service providers and how they're handling it essentially.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What What's behind the numbers, basically what, what's behind the increase in OPEX, um, wh- what it means for the industry. And then, uh, you know, we, uh, Talked also about uh, a couple of examples of telcos that are managing their OPEX in innovative ways and actually, um, you know, doing it in a way that, um, you know, keeps their business uh, doing well, but also keeps their employees and their their investors happy, which is important as well.
0: Yeah. So with that, we will dive right into the podcast with Adam McKenzie, Senior Analyst with Amdia. Hi, Adam. Welcome to the Light Reading Podcast. Thanks for joining us.
2: Hi. Thanks for having me on.
1: Good to have you on, Adam. Everything's are things in uh, London today?
2: Uh, a bit bleak. It's quite rainy, but <laughs> you know, nice in the office.
1: Because if it was, you know, sunny outside, I, I, we wouldn't be having this conversation, would we? <laughs>
0: <No>. <laughs> be outside in and in, we'd hear all the birds and everything. Yeah. Exactly. Um, <laughs> So, Adam, you recently wrote um, a really interesting report about uh, Telco OPEX and was hoping to get just a brief overview of of some of the highlights of that report just to start.
2: Sure. So, um, yeah, so basically, we noticed that there's a lot more um, reporting coming out uh, in operator reportings about their OPEX strategies, and we're seeing a kind of bigger focus on that. So, we thought um, we wanted to kind of do a bit of a deeper dive into how telco opex is segmented and what operators are doing around their opex um so like before the report we came up with this product uh our opex tracker which segments opex into a load of kind of subcategories i won't go through all of them because yeah there's a bunch but yeah it's like network operations you've got network and non, uh, non-network opex and it goes into things like what they spend on utilities what they spend on labor in different departments and so then once we had the kind of all the data from that, yeah, it makes sense to write a report about it. Um, And so what we found is there is an increasing trend in the industry of, uh, or an increasing focus on OPEX and how operators are going to reduce their OPEX. Um, And also, despite this, we found that um, OPEX has been growing over the period and OPEX to revenue has also grown. So for example, from 2019 to 2022, um, OPEX to revenue, uh, excluding depreciation and amortization, grew from 67% to 70% um so the report basically covers some shifting trends um goes into how operators are looking to reduce their opex um, what areas are growing so the kind of big things that are growing the everything in our network category um is currently growing or has grown from 2019 um outside the network most of these areas are also growing the main exception being content um but this is largely well, in part due to the um, operators that we've based the model off. So, for example, AT T completely divested. I think Warner Media and um, U uh, and US Video, you know, a couple things. So that does have an effect on it. We find, other than content, almost all of these areas have been growing. Um, and then we look at how telcos can manage that OPEX. Um, what strategies some people are going for. So I imagine we'll probably go into them uh, in a bit more detail later. But, you know, we're looking at things like legacy network shutdowns, uh, different ownership structures with like network sharing, spin-offs and divestments, um, also office closures, uh, potential role reductions in future, which then ties into uh, generative AI and uh, topics like this. So the report kind of has a look into all of that and, Goes into a bit more detail.
1: When you're saying the revenue to opex ratio, you're you're meaning that uh, that percentage of revenue. I think you said 67 to 70 percent. Yes, that's opex to revenue, sir. Right. So that's that's how much uh, how much of their current revenue that they're spending on opex is that the the calculation? Okay. Just I'm a remedial math student. I got to make sure I understand the the statistics as they're as they're being stated. Um. Yeah, it seems like it's high. Sounds like it's high. Um. But I. I guess I have to also point out that the, it as high as that sounds, the, um, you know the the big telcos in the U.S. anyway are raking in billions in profit, so they're still you know profitable by a wide margin. So I. I, I guess. Um, is there any alarm around? Uh or I guess why the urgency of the concern, because it's, you know, is having a higher OPEX to revenue ratio really that bad given that they're still making tens of billions of dollars a year.
2: So it's more of a thing of, uh, we found the revenue growth that especially be hyped up with 5g, but in general, hasn't really materialized as expected. And, you know, there were lots of these talks of all these new use cases, all these new revenue streams coming in with 5g and with other types of network. And, um, what Omdi has found is generally ARPU with 5G isn't particularly higher. Um, revenues aren't protected to grow that much. Um, and so, you know, when you're struggling with revenue growth, you generally tend to look at cost cutting, um, which is part of the reason they've been looking at it. I've got another piece on uh, CapEx, which goes into you know all the details of how operators look looking to reduce their CapEx. But then another reason why OPEX is interesting is it's, uh, for most telcos, about four to five times the size of CapEx. Um, and so it's quite an interesting area of, you know, these cuts go a long way and, um, yeah, it makes a huge push, uh huge proportion of their
1: budget. Yeah, I see. So, so it's, it's really more of, uh, I guess they're kind of imprisoned by their, whether it's their expectations or wall street's expectations, but it's, it's how they were expected to perform is what they're worried about <laughs> because of the, you know, they're, it's like, yeah, five, like you said, the use cases for 5g didn't materialize as quickly. Um, or as dramatically as, as they had wanted. Um, but that didn't make them any less profitable, but it does, it does mean they just aren't making as much profit as they wanted to at a, at a, at a point. Uh, anyway, I just, I know these things are kind of proportional, but it's, I, I think, I think pointing out that it, they're locked in a prison of their own expectations is worth, worth saying out loud at least once in the podcast, because it's not, you know, they're laying off, you know, tens of thousands of people a year. So they're not, um, I, I, you know, it's, it's not like they're suffering as businesses necessarily. Yeah space yeah but then every it business really a question I there. yeah yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. A, no I was, I was just um thinking of the I like the prison of their own expectations that sounds like one of those demotivational posters <laughs> <laughs> instead of the ones yeah. that are like you know perseverance
1: <laughs> right yeah well you know that's that's I, I think I have a I think I'm an expert in that yeah <laughs>
0: We'll have to make one of those. Make That's some swag. All these years of journalism
1: will do for you. Um, <laughs> uh, okay.
0: <laughs> Ble- the bleak outlook. <laughs> um, so in addition to, you know, maybe some of these use cases and, and 5G not uh, materializing quite in the way that they had hoped, um, what are some other economic factors that are contributing to um, the, this increased folk or higher OPEX in general? Um,
2: so, I think, I mean, probably the biggest one is um, inflation. We've had very high global inflation. And um, I mean, first, that generally just puts pressure on costs for everything, which obviously is, you know, there goes your OPEX. Um, But also you're having quite high – so labor is a very big component of um, OPEX. I think it's around – 20%? Twenty percent. I think twenty two percent of the adjusted opex we found globally. And um with inflation comes a lot of pressure for salary increases because obviously employees are you know struggling to get by and they ask for raises. And so being twenty two percent of the opex budget on average, that's a big area when you have like, you yeah, know, that's a big increase when you have a few people asking. Uh, like when you have a sort of small percent of raises, that's a big impact on your opex budget. Um, also, then it comes back round to revenue of with inflation, you have tighter consumer budgets. There are kind of cost of living crises in lots of countries around the world. And so when you are looking to raise that revenue, increase that ARPU, if people don't have the money available, again, you have to look elsewhere, which is cost cutting. Um, and then rising energy costs. I mean, again, it's sort of inflation, but with the war in Ukraine um, and other facts like that, energy costs really increased in 2020 and 2021. Um, And so the impact wasn't immediately felt, well, for some telcos, they were quite hedged in their energy contracts. So the uh, impact might not have been as bad as it could have been. But then obviously, you know, these contracts go up in future and you still have to pay them off eventually. So um, that's had quite an impact on energy effects, which has increased a lot over the period we've looked at.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, quite a few factors <laughs> stacked against them and that's an interesting point too uh, about um labor i hadn't really thought about that but that that totally makes sense that with inflation people would be asking for raises and that you know causes more pressure as well um any other thoughts on uh, you know some of the challenges to reducing opex is is there anything else that um you know they're facing that? Uh, would make this difficult?
2: So I think, to be honest, I think almost a good way of answering this would maybe be going over some of the ways that they're looking to reduce OPEX and then Mm -hmm. what the difficulties with each of those are. So, um, for example, one of the probably biggest, one of the major ways that a lot of uh, operators are looking to reduce OPEX is legacy network shutdown and with that legacy service shutdown. Um, So, you know, a lot of operators have these 3G still running 3G, some of them 2G, all sorts of old um, DSL, etc., and like lots of old services on this that they're looking at getting rid of. And this can reduce OPEX by a lot just because older networks are generally, you know, I mean, literally older, so they're breaking more, less advanced technologies, so they're less reliable, they require more maintenance. Also, um, for example, energy efficiency. Um, a typical fiber cabinet line uses 2.4 watts. Um, I can't remember what the what per thing that this might be per month, i can't remember exactly whereas a uh, fiber the premises line uses 0.3 watts um over the same period so i can't remember the exact length of that period um so yeah you get a lot more efficiency with that but um when we spoke to some operators about this shutting down your old equipment isn't simple there's firstly you know you have a lot of old exchanges you need to shut and sell, have a lot of equipment you need to like physically do, but also things like services. A lot of them don't have good documentation of what services are what networks, where this is all linked, and found um, one operator had, it was like an elderly call button, I can't remember, you know, like an emergency thing, relied on something like their 2G network, which it's hard to migrate people across when you've got all these random small use cases using old networks that you need to know about, and there's not one simple list of this uses this this uses this um so that was one of the big difficulties another i can speed up a bit if we're short of time um i mean with things like network sharing you have in theory it's great it can massively reduce um i mean i think it is great and it can massively reduce operational efficiencies but at the same time you have a risk if you manage it poorly there's more operational complexity working with another company and uh you know if you don't own a certain part of the networks, problems can arise there if contracts weren't initially written up well. Um, and at the same you have spin-off some divestments of things like towers and data centers and all of that again, it's can work very beneficially, but needs to be done correctly. And mergers and acquisitions is another one which, you know, you can merge, benefit from economies of scale, um, but then you've got regulatory problems sometimes. And also like mergers are always difficult and in the short run they're like a difficult thing to do um another thing that i think's an interesting one is on the labor side which so office closures and uh I, well to be honest it's just employee reductions like you know operate, so i'm sure i'll to phrase it nicely but it's layoffs essentially reduce opex a lot but firstly they're obviously unpopular so um well i'll separate office closures so at&t for example had 500 office locations which they're reducing to nine which to be honest i think is quite a good way of doing it. with hybrid working all of this is probably not as necessary but i don't know how popular that may be with staff like some people like coming in etc um but then a lot of operators have announced that they're looking at cutting um but reducing you know having layoffs in the coming years um And some, you know, Gen AI comes into this, some of them are replacing some of these roles, but some are just basically laying off people. Um, And then I imagine that's going to be a challenge brand-wise. You know, it's going to be an unpopular decision. Um, One operator I think has done it quite well was Tim in Italy, um, who achieved 300 million euros of OPEX savings in 2022, which were... um, through labor reductions this was partly and for example they had 1300 early retirements and they also reduced their worked hours um for more than 70 percent of full-time employees and had 800 voluntary exits i think maybe doing it in a way instead of hard layoffs having you know here you could reduce your contract are you interested is a better way of doing it or, or a nice way of doing it but yeah i think it's just managing all of these things with your brand with your reputation yeah as a long long ramble but yeah you know what i mean yeah yeah it's 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 a tough thing to have to cut
1: staff and uh but it does seem that they're not there's so uh the, yeah depending on the telco um it's like at this point it's just in the u.s especially it's just a regular part of their uh, of their existence you know they they go they they try not to make a big deal of it but they're constant they're they're cutting staff pretty much all the time Um, that's just like built into their, their operating model. Um, the, the, um, yeah, they try, they try not to take the brand hit, but they also, (laughs) they also put their names on stadiums and arenas and stuff like that. So they're, they're trying to build their reputation in other ways, uh, even while they're, you know, sticking it to the employees. But, um, um, I'm curious about when we're talking about these kind of, um, you know, hard network costs versus labor costs and other things um how much of opex you might have you might have even already said this how much of a typical carrier's opex is specifically dedicated to uh maintaining the network improving the network and kind of keeping that going versus all the other stuff
2: so network opex is uh, well in 2022 reached about fifty percent i think it may have been forty nine percent um this does include network depreciation amortization which some measures of uh opex don't include so if you like the network proportion of depreciation amortization is a bit higher than the non-network. So if you take that out, it's maybe 45% or so. Um, yeah, it's definitely a huge proportion. Um, and a lot of that is going into just straight network operations. is going into infrastructure with things like leasing. Um, and then also utilities are an area that's got a lot of focus with energy prices going up and with this. But from our estimates, utilities, I feel our estimates have been not as high for network utilities as some competitors we've had. And I think it's an area where, you know, it's green, it's good to push it. And if you can, can get any efficiencies, it's great, but it's not necessarily the biggest area. I think much more you have um, your network operations is a huge area um, and looking into making that more efficient is key, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. We'll
1: have to look into also like, um, I, I'm familiar with the uh, issue that you brought up earlier too about the, um how a lot of legacy a lot of telcos especially ones that have done a lot of mergers and acquisitions um simply don't know what's in their network and don't know what services are connected to those bits of equipment <laughs> and so it does make it, it does provide um a, an exceptional challenge i should say to to kind of uh just shut things down shut off services turn down legacy networks or even just getting rid of um legacy equipment, it's not something they can take lightly because they never know what kind of recurring revenue or what kind of uh uh societal thing might be tied to uh, you know, that that gear. Um, I think in California right now there's you know, it's it's probably mostly tied to AT&T's legacy from Pacific Bell and maybe even earlier, but there's a big fight going on about how AT wants to um Get out from under this legal designation of being a carrier of last resort, meaning that it has to provide landline, lifeline, telephone service via legacy means. And it wants to, you know, uh, get that legal burden removed so that it can just have people connecting to its wireless network when they, you know, and dialing 911 when they need to and that sort of thing. Um, but it's a, but it's a big issue and it's a, and it's a pretty sensitive one because there's a, you know, a, a rising elderly population and a ton of people in rural areas that simply um, their, their old fashioned telephone service is really all they have. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's, you know, again, would it be an OPEX win for at t if they could do that? Yeah, absolutely. Can they just go in there and turn it off? No, it's, it's, gonna take them a long time to be able to kind of untangle that and and get it get to a solution that sort of works for everybody.
2: Yeah. I think that like untangling, as you said, it really it's like almost a very good word for it of lots of the lots of what you need to do with OPEX is simple to say in a sentence, but the in practice of going in and sorting out essentially all this complexity that no one's dealt with for years and years or not maybe not not no one's dealt with you know has grown in complexity is a hell of a job and is where all the challenge will be but also other than so i mean for example shutting down those old technologies saves on the network side but then what's nice is that also then saves opex outside the network of you know if you simplify your whole operations if you have fewer products to manage that's easy for your sales staff easy for your marketing so it does have benefits outside the network but yeah it's a Much easier thing to say than do, I think. But there are some telcos doing it well. I mean, TPG Telecom is one who they announced, uh, I think, last year that they're focusing on brand consolidation, product rationalization, um, and they're expecting to save, uh, I think, $140 Australian dollars a year until, uh, sorry, after 2027. And a lot of the uh, kind of plans we're seeing are the savings come in the long run, which, you know, It's obviously difficult in the short run, but same with all these network closures of you need to maybe invest some CapEx to do it, deal with it. Then in the long run, if you're saving on OPEX every year, yeah, it's worth it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I hope that some of um, this encourages them to rethink um, some of their, uh, I guess, Environmental or sustainability approaches, and uh, you know, in the report you mentioned uh, possibility of closing offices. Since there's a more hybrid workforce anyway, um, maybe they can do some more work to kind of analyze uh, how many offices they really need open, and um, also some alternative energy sources. And maybe this will light a fire for them to actually, you know, shift over to some of those. So that could be a good actually
1: thing. because that's bad for the environment lighting whatever.
0: right yeah not an actual fire, <laughs> be fire. <laughs> metaphorical fire <laughs> wrong phrase well on that note <laughs> adam thanks so much for joining us on the podcast and we will uh link to your report in the show notes
1: great thanks very much for having me thanks adam good to talk to you cheers